On this episode of the Multi-Amory Podcast, we're talking about cultural intelligence and intercultural dating at our live show in Tokyo, Japan. Now, this show we recorded with an interpreter so that both our Japanese-speaking and our English-speaking audience could attend in Japan, uh, and we're releasing two different versions of it on our podcast, one with and one without the interpreter. So if you do want to hear it with the Japanese along with it, you can listen to that, and if you would rather just listen to the content in English without having to pause for the interpreter, you can do that. This version is the one with the interpreter. So if you do want to hear the Japanese that goes along with it and get the full experience of what this show was like live, then this is the one for you. If you would rather just hear the English version of it, then you can go to your podcast application and it'll be the episode right next to this one. And it will say that that's the one without the interpreter. We had a really great time at this live show and had a really good turnout. We were so excited to be able to do this kind of a show in Japan as well. And we're looking forward to our next tour in the U.S. as well as other countries that we can go to soon. Uh, but in the meantime, enjoy this episode and we hope you get as much out of this as we did. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But if you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multi-Amory Podcast. This is our first time doing a show in another country and in another language. <laughs> so, Yoroshiko Onegai します。私たちは、えっと、1回目のツアーを最近アメリカの方にはやったんですが、本当に大勢の人たちが来てくれてすごくびっくりしました。嬉しかったです。so we tend to do an opening question for the audience at each of these live shows. Um, this one pertains to what we're about to talk about with everyone. So who here in the room has been in a relationship with someone of a very different culture than the one that they are in? So yeah, just <laughs> raise your hand. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, go for it. Exactly. Wow. So, so many people. So many people. <laughs> Should we go around yeah, the room? Yeah. We can. So, does anybody want to share just briefly? You can just tell us what your culture is and what was the culture of the other person that you were with. <laughs> Uh, from America, Hawaii, and uh, Japanese. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Japanese okay. Korean too. Great. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Japanese and Korean. Korean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Japanese and Korean. 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 So this can obviously apply not just between dating someone from another country, but also someone from a different subculture, particularly, mm-hmm. which I think you have some experience with. Yeah, I am American, but I also grew up not religious at all. But I dated someone for many years who was Jewish, and it kind of ended because he said, "I'm you're not Jewish, so I can't marry you. So we have to end the relationship." So unfortunately. <laughs> I feel like I've dated like so many people around the world. It's a little, I don't really want to list off my dating resume right now, honestly. So tonight we want to talk about specifically the concept of cultural intelligence, also sometimes known as cultural mindfulness, and how that affects our relationships, how it affects、um, the way we communicate, how it affects、uh, the way that our values interplay in relationships, and also how it affects people who are trying to have non traditional relationships, such as polyamorous relationships or non monogamous relationships. もしくは文化的なマインドフルネスそれは例えば心,心込めてゆっくりと深く何かをやるということですがその文化的な知識マインドフルネスがどういうふうに自分の関係のコミュニケーションあるいは価値観に影響してくるのかということについて話したいですでそれが非伝統的な関係ですねノン・トラディショナルが主に話したい内容です So, if we first establish what cultural intelligence is, and basically it's having knowledge and having control over your thinking and your actions, and that may change specifically depending on what culture you are in. Yes, あの知識を持つことですね、その自分の関係によって。So I think for me, the most important part of cultural intelligence is actually having a willingness to drop the attitude of, oh, my culture does it the best,、mm-hmm. or to drop the attitude of, oh, this other weird culture over here needs to shape up and start doing things the way that I do things. <laughs> それの基本っていうのは
、やっぱり自分の文化の方がまあ優れてる。相手の文化をもうちょっとまあ自分のようにやればいいんじゃんっていう、そういう態度をもうやめる。その考え方を変えるっていうことが、まずあの文化的な知識の基本です。So, also, we want to look at how this affects our relationships. And normally, when we talk about cultural intelligence, it's for business people. It's for doing international business and understanding how negotiations might work. But we want to talk about it when it comes to things like love and honesty and sex. Um, intercultural relationships are apparently on the rise, which is fantastic, and it's primarily due to online dating.、Um, there was a study conducted at the University of Essex and the University of Vienna, and it found that online dating has created social links between potential partners that didn't previously exist at all. はい、えー、とオンラインデーティング、まあ、あのアプリとかを使って相手を探すそういうことによってその異文化交流的な関係性が非常に多くなっていますでエセックス大学とビエナ大学の研究によりますとあの今までのないあのような関係性が非常にやっぱり高くなったっていうことが分かりました In the past, a lot of people often met through friends of friends or through work, and that resulted in them often dating people from the same culture over and over again. But online dating has allowed for these connections outside of one's social group,、um, one's culture, one's country of their origin. で今までのパターンですと例えばその職場とかもしくはあの友達の友達ですとかそういうネットワークで相手を探したことが多かったんですがさっき言ったオンラインデーティングのおかげであの異文化的な交流が非常に多くなったので今までのなかったような関係性がすごく多くなりました。I, I just want to ask, is there anyone here who has not done any online dating?、Whatsoever? Online dating, you have to do it. Online is not going to be able to do it. Online is not going to be able to do it. Okay, a few, a few. Wow. That's really surprising. I know. Yeah. Very rare people. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So, specifically, we want to talk about. Uh, you know, the effect of interculturalism on non traditional relationships, you know, the quote unquote non traditional relationships.、Um, And it's also funny to even be referring to them as non traditional relationships because it's like, well, based on whose tradition, right?、Um, we call it. Non traditional because you know, the traditional Christian model of long term monogamy and marriage is something that has already spread to many cultures through globalization, right?、Mm-hmm. で非伝統的って言ってるんですけど、じゃあ伝統的な関係って何ってあのいうことになるんですが、あのいわゆるそのキリスト教から来ている物神一対一の関係っていうのが普通になってきてる、伝統的なものになって、それが。まあ、例えばグローバライゼーションとかを通してもう本当に世界中に広げて
And the funny thing is also that people who do actively choose non-traditional relationships or polyamorous relationships often are within their own little micro subculture within a larger culture, which may involve them having to change or abandon some of the things that their mother culture has taught them in order to be a part of this subculture. There's many, many layers to this. ですから、その非伝統的な関係を参加している人たちっていうのは、まあ、すでに多分自分の,あの、例えば国の中でのサブカルチャー、ちょっと主流から離れている、まあ、あの周辺にいるような人たちが多いですね。An example of this is the United States, which tends to be a very competitive culture. And often, if you're going to be practicing polyamory in a really healthy way, an American person may need to kind of abandon that idea that they should be number one or the best in their partner's eyes and that they're going to win their affection and love. And to be polyamorous, you may have to switch to a more cooperative mindset. You have to be more empathetic of your metamors or your partner's partners in order to have a more harmonious relationship, polyamorous specifically. This is more Yeah, so one other thing we did want to say is that in learning to understand what the norms are for other cultures, We do want to be sure that we avoid stereotyping other people. That, as Dedeker said, to be polyamorous, you already might be going against some of the things that are common in your culture, and that everyone does this in some way or another. That all of us have little things that are different. So, this is to help us understand the context, not to be able to understand what somebody's going to do all the time.、Mm-hmm. ですからもう一つの大切あのっていうのはステレオタイプをしないことステレオタイプっていうのはもう決まったイメージのことなんですけれども例えばこの国の人は全てこうだっていうことはじゃなくてもうみんな個人個人ですけど、まあ、その文化的な背景があるわけですからあのそれをちょっと頭に置いておくことが大切です。So, tonight we're going to be talking about different cultural spectrums that different cultures lie on.、Um, unfortunately, we can't cover every single possible spectrum of culture because, I mean, in cultural spectrum theory, there's like 30 of them and we will be here all night、yeah. and, and into the rest of the day since it also will be translated into Japanese. <laughs> so, we're just going to cover a few tonight kind of as a starting point to start thinking about these things. えっと、今晩話したい内容は、cultural spectrum、文化的なスペクトルのことです。で、30以上にそういうことがあるので、全部話すと、もう明日にまで話し合うことになるので、<笑>全部ちょっと無理ですけど、いくつかをちょっと絞って話したいと思っています。
So we're going to start out by talking about、uh, communication styles that differ between cultures. Usually, this is the one that is the most apparent to anybody who has lived outside of their mother culture about how different communication styles can be between people. ですから、あの主に話したいっていうのはコミュニケーションのスタイルです。で、自分の国以外の国を住んだ経験のある人たちが本当にあのすぐわかるような内容だと思います。So The first spectrum of communication is、um, low context versus high context cultures.、Um, so, do you want to go ahead and explain So, in a low context culture, Communication, good communication, is precise, simple, and very clear. Messages are expressed and then understood at face value.、Um, low context cultures, they don't rely on contextual elements like the speaker's tone of voice or their body language to communicate information. And I want to, I want to, oh, sorry, go ahead. Context, ような国のいわゆるいい交流っていうものがいいコミュニケーションっていうものが本当にシンプルでクリアではっきりしたものですでそれはダイレクトに言っているものしか大事にされないわけです And I just want to clarify that we do put quotation marks around good、yeah. because it's good based on what that culture thinks is good.、Mm-hmm. And I also, I've done this to my Japanese friends many times and it doesn't always land. <laughs> but,、um, but I just want to clarify that, as in, we don't think that it's good, but this particular, you know, low context culture、yeah, low context thinks it's good. So, on the other side of the spectrum, high context cultures. In those cultures, good communication <laughs> is. Sophisticated and nuanced and layered, and messages are both spoken but also read between the lines. High, to- high context cultures are those in which the rules of communication are primarily transmitted through contextual elements like body language or a person's status or their tone of voice or trailing off at the end of a sentence. <laughs> 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 えっと、そのコンテクストが高い国っていうのいわゆるいいコミュニケーションっていうのはあの本当にこう複雑でいろんな内容が入っていてでその喋ってる言葉だけではなくて例えば声のトーンですとか顔の表情ですとかそのあの使っている体の動きですとかあのその話してる人のステータスですとか。So now it's time for a quiz. So, what do people think? Is Japan high context or low context culture? Yeah, I saw, saw someone pointing up. So, so high. Yeah. Very high. Yeah, high, high. Yeah. How about the US, our fellow Americans? High context, low context. 
Very low. The lowest. Well, no, no, not completely low. Like, there's very few cultures that are at the extremes, right? Usually there's a mix, but it's sometimes weighted. Do we have any Australians here? No? No. Oh, so we can. Oh, yes? No? Was that a no? Oh, so we can say whatever we want about them. Oh, God. Uh, no, that's um, so. Australia, Australia is another example of low context cultures, and uh, apparently Canada, also Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes. Australia, Canada, more So, uh, what are some other high context cultures besides Japan? If, if you had to guess, British. Yeah. Yeah. British is actually a little bit more middle of the road. On that According one. to these people, yeah. they're doing these things. Thank you, Shaniyote. But does anyone have direct experience of India? Hmm. We personally don't. No. no. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, as far as I understand, in terms of the, uh, you know, the scientists who come up with these <laughs> things, that uh, depending where you are in India, it varies, mm. but that they tend to be a little bit higher on the context. I think the other interesting thing to think about is uh, countries like the US or Australia that are low context cultures are both countries that have a lot of immigrant Mm -hmm. influx and have had a lot of culture mixing and as a result they can't necessarily rely on everyone kind of knowing what all the social norms are, what all the communication rules are. So now, how this applies to our relationships, you could probably guess a little bit already, but if you imagine two people in a relationship, one who's used to a high-context way of communicating and another with a low-context way of communicating, that the the high-context person might read too much into a little pause or a little change in body language or tone of voice, Whereas on the other hand, the low-context person, like us Americans, might completely miss a very important thing that was communicated through a little um, or pause, or something. So for my work, I work as a counselor, mostly working with people who are in non-monogamous relationships, polyamorous relationships, things like that. And for many years in my practice with my mostly American clients, 
I pushed everybody towards very direct communication. So I would have clients who would come to me saying, well, I want to have sex with someone other than my partner. And I'd be like, well, go tell your partner. <laughs> Or I want my partner to cover me in peanut butter. Well, go tell your partner. <laughs> <laughs> And so once I started working with、uh, clients who were in intercultural relationships, this wasn't working anymore. That I couldn't just tell people, oh, just go tell your partner. That I definitely had to switch my approach to. Being more like, just make sure that the message is received. How you get there, if you take an indirect approach or a direct approach, whatever is best for you, but just you know, make sure that the message is received. I kind of had to change what was the most important point in the advice that I was giving. ダイレクトじゃなくても、その言いたいことがちゃんと伝わればいい。もうそれはどうでもいい。そのやり方としては、あの、まあ、間接的なものになっちゃうかもしれないけど、とにかくそのメッセージを相手に、あの、どうにかにして伝えてくださいっていうふうに、ちょっと、あの、仕事のやり方が変わってきました。So, even though a culture may be very high context in most situations, in some ways they may be very low context. For example, Japan tends to be high context in almost all situations, but they're explicit about certain things, such as about people's weights. And Jace has a nice story about this. <laughs> で日本の場合というと本当にハイコンテクストで、まあ、言ってること以外のいろんなあの体の動きですとかさっき言ったようにそれがあるんですけどでも話題によってはすごくダイレクトに言うこともあります例えば人の体重<笑>それはジェイスについてがちょっとあの話があります。Right. So I have a Japanese friend who is living in the US right now and I hadn't seen her for maybe six months, and when we got together, within 10 or 15 minutes, she poked me in the belly and said, Ah, tota ne. You've gotten a little bit fat. And it surprised me for a second because to an American that would be very rude to say. But then luckily, I knew that, okay, in Japan that's not a rude thing to say, that's normal conversation. But if I hadn't known that, that could have been a problem. I might have been offended by what she said. <laughs> えっと、アメリカの話なんですけど日本人の友達で半年ぐらいに会ってなかった女性のことなんですがあの再会したらもう間もなく10分ぐらい経ってないうちに「えー、太ったね」って言われて<笑>なんかアメリカ人同士だったらすごく失礼な言い方なんですけどあでも日本は結構その体重の話題と直接言うねってジェイスが分かってたからまあ大丈夫だったんですけどあそういう。
文化的な価値観の違いというのもありますね So, in the US, we tend to be very low context about just about everything, but we have romanticized this idea that we have to, that our partners need to know everything about us and what we're thinking even before we know it ourselves. But that's a little weird because you're probably not going to always have a partner who knows everything that you want at all times. So, it's odd that we would want that in American、mm-hmm. relationships. で逆にアメリカはあのさっきも言ったように低い方のコンテクストの国ですからもう直接言わないともう伝わらないはずなんだけど自分のロマンチックな相手だけの場合はもう私が言わなくてもわからないといけないな,なぜわかってないのっていうことがその相手のロマンチックの時だけに限ってそういうことがあります。I feel, like, I feel like the Japanese people are getting a way better explanation than we're getting, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Which is awesome. That's good, though. But I did want to say this is what we were talking about, where、um, just because a culture might be one way in general,、mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's going to be this way in every、All、single、time. instance. So、mm-hmm. it's not to say that by learning these things, you'll just know everything about someone just because you know that they're Japanese or they're Korean or they're Canadian. ですから、その人の国イコール、じゃあこの人はこうだっていうことはないです。あの国の中でもいろいろそのもちろん構成があるからですね。So let's move on to talking about other things that affect our communication.、Um, another cultural spectrum is the spectrum of confrontation. And how people react to confrontation,、um, whether they avoid confrontation entirely or if they feel more comfortable with confrontation. And I think this is also a funny one to analyze because, I, I mean, does anyone love confrontation? Does anyone like confrontation? You look like you're struggling a little bit. Right? I think that's a human thing, right? To feel that we have this instinctual need to avoid confrontation. But apparently, it can widely、uh, vary depending on culture. まあ、大体あんまり好きじゃないっていうことが普通だと思うんですよでもやっぱり文化によってはあの対立が、まあ、好きっていうよりはあの、まあ、よくあるっていうことだと思います。And so in cultures that are more confrontational,、um, there's kind of this view that disagreement or debate can be positive、uh, for My work team, for instance, or I mean, for my debate team, <laughs> I guess.、Um, that open confrontation, confrontation in front of other people can be appropriate and that that will not necessarily negatively impact the relationship. And so, the まあ、喧嘩とか対立があっても大丈夫それが仕事のチームあの団体でもそうですし人の人と人の間でもそうです。And the really interesting thing is that this also affects how comfortable people are with direct negative feedback or criticism.、Mm-hmm. And I think that's the more interesting part of the confrontation thing、um, to, to examine here. で
例えばそのネガティブあまり良くないちょっと否定的なフィードバックが来た時にどういうふうに反応するかっていうことが本当にあの違ってくるわけです。Right. So, um... Were you finished with that? I was finished, yeah. <laughs>、uh, Are we having a confrontation? Yeah, right exactly. Now? Are you done? <laughs> so, examples of、uh, cultures that avoid confrontation is where the opposite of that, that disagreement or debate is going to destroy how your team works together, or it's going to negatively affect your relationship with somebody, and especially. Confrontation with someone in front of somebody else.、Mm-hmm. Uh, public confrontation is inappropriate and、um, would be very disrespectful to do. So, we're going to ask the question again, like we did last time.、Uh, when you think of a high confrontation culture, a culture that's more comfortable with confrontation, confrontation. <laughs> with negative feedback,、uh, anyone want to guess what some of the top, top ones are? Italy? Yeah, definitely. Mexico. Interesting. They're not in the very top, but I, do, I would think that they're, they're up there.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> France is up there. That is a, yeah. France is up there. Korea. Korea, actually, ironically, no. On, on at least, according yeah, to the social,、well. social scientists, say that it's a relatively a more lower confrontation、yeah. culture. Israel? Yeah, high. Yes, high. Yeah. high. Yeah. 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 Yes, sure.、Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's calling it. I know you guys <laughs> nailed that one. Okay. Yeah, they read it before. <laughs> How about the other side? How about low? John, so no tidy to no hikui kuni guni wa doko de shoka. Yep. What else? Oh,、well, we said Korea already is actually on the low side. Would Britain be on the low side? So there, with us, US, we're in the middle. Middle. We're kind of in the middle. Most of America wa dochka tiu to ma manaka hen. Mm hmm. Uh. Jamaica? Jamaica. No, I actually don't know about that one. I don't think that was on the list that I was What would you think? Good to know. Apparently, the Philippines are on the lower end. The, the Philippines. China is high. On the low. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Oh, yes. I don't want to hijack the question, but for people in. In your romantic relationships,、mm. would you prefer to either be confronted or not be confronted if you've made a mistake in your romantic relationship? Well, we're about we to were get about to that. To No, just how it applies to relationships. Because, yes, a person who's really comfortable with confrontation may automatically assume that their partner would just bring up a problem if they had one.、Mm-hmm. But then, if you're low confrontation, you may just not bring up any disagreement for fear that it may harm the relationship.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
自分がその対立は大丈夫っていう国の人はあの、まあ、当然に何か問題があった時には話すでしょうっていうことをもうあの当然のように思ってるかもしれないんですけど相手が低い国の方であれば言わないかもしれないそういうことはあの常に私たちの関係の中にあります。And I think that it's interesting that American culture in particular tends to fall in the middle of the spectrum because I do think that what I see is that Americans are much more comfortable with confrontation with strangers,、mm-hmm. confrontation with friends, or within the workplace.、Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you got a problem, like you're, you're going to get it in someone's、yeah. face. <laughs> But then I think on the other side,、uh, Americans are like terrified of confrontation in romantic relationships. The American So, we're going to shift gears a little bit and start、uh, shifting away from talking about differing communication styles and talking more about differing cultural values.、Mm-hmm. You know, the things that are driving us as people about, you know, the why behind the things that we do. 今ちょっと話し変えて、えー、とその文化の価値観について話したいと思います。So, the first of these is being versus doing cultures.、Mm-hmm. So, to give an example of doing means that your status is earned through the work that you do.、Uh, that if you stop achieving, if you stop moving up, that your status can be lost. And that tasks and work and productivity take precedence over your personal relationships.、Um, And that yourself is defined by your achievements. あのもう何かをやってないとダメですとかあの自分はどれぐらいの成果を上げたとかそれが、まあ、そのドゥイングの文化の基本です。So, if you're in a being culture, your status is built into what kind of person you are. And、uh, harmony and relationships take precedent. Also, yourself is defined by your relationships and your quality of life. で逆にそのビーイング存在をするっていう文化は自分はどんな人なのか自分の関係性の調和ですとかその関係性はまあ健康であるかどうかとかその生活の質ですとかその何かをやるっていうよりはただどういうふうに存在をしてきているのかっていうことの違いですね。So, does anyone have an example of what they think a doing culture is? Doing, その何かをやるっていう国はじゃあどこでしょうか
Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Hi. US is top, the top of the list. Of the list. <laughs> yeah. Top of the list. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. How about being cultures? For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their sites specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's multi, M-U-L-T-I, at adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast, and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. So Japan is actually an interesting one because it falls a little bit in the middle of the doing being spectrum. Um, But definitely compared to the U.S. is is less. Much more of a being. More more being. Mm -hmm. And so to talk, I mean, this... Well, do we want to give examples of... The most being cultures? What is the most being culture? Well, it's a weird sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so some examples... <laughs> some examples are uh, Spain, mm-hmm. Cuba, and... Nepal, <laughs> apparently. Nepal, yeah. uh, Egypt. Yeah. But Australia and Canada are doing cultures. Yeah. And the US and all Norway. The, all those yeah. Western countries, all yeah. doing cultures. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. And so to talk about the application of this to relationships, I know... Um, a couple of years ago, I was living in Greece, and Greece is closer to the being side of the spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I went on some first dates when I was in Greece with some Greek people. Um, <laughs> and uh, the first date questions, uh, the first question out of their mouths would be, so what kind of a person are you? As opposed to, what so doing? what do you do for work? <laughs> and I was, I could not answer it. <laughs> えっと、デデカの方が2年ぐらい前にあの、ギリシャの方に住んでたんですが、そのデートした時に初デートの時に、ま、アメリカの場合はよく仕事何って聞かれるんですけど、当たり前のように。
でもギリシャ人はそうじゃなくてあなたはどのような人って聞,こえあの聞いてきたからちょっと答えられなかった最初あまりにもびっくりして。Yes, as an American, being in this doing culture, like my doing is my being. <laughs> Like, my doing is myself. Like, that's my first answer is, well, I do X, Y, and Z.、Um, and I really felt like a dork on all these first dates because I just stumbled through, like,、uh, well, I don't, I don't know what kind of person I am. And this also affects not only who we find attractive or what we find attractive in other people, but also what we think other people will be attracted to about us. So, in a doing culture like the US, If I want to impress you, I might say, oh, well, I run a podcast for two years. <laughs> and also, I'm starting another、successful. podcast.、Yeah. And I, do, no, 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 I would list my jobs、mm. to try to make you attracted to me. And, for example, America is doing it. I'm 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 doing it. 自分の相手にアピールをする、それを言ったらもう認めてもらえるというふうにはあの思っているわけですね。Whereas on the other hand, if I were from a more being culture and someone did that, like, oh, I do this, I do this, I do this, I would think, geez, like, chill. You seem so stressed, that's not, not, not healthy. Not a t r a c t i v e 相手がビーイングだったら、ちょっとちょっとなんか、そんなに。<laughs> yeah, I don't know how to say chill in Japanese. <laughs> how do you say chill in Japanese? <laughs> 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 so, to, to kind of start to bring it home, the last one that we're going to talk about is the spectrum of cultures that fall on between、um, uh, uncertainty avoidance or I guess on the other end is like more comfort with uncertainty. This one's phrased a little bit weird. High、um, uncertainty avoidance yeah, versus high, low yeah, uncertainty high avoidance. High uncertainty avoidance versus low uncertainty avoidance.、Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> 状況をどれぐらい受け入れられるかどうかっていうスペクトルがあります。英語で言うと certainty, uncertainty. And this is another interesting one because, like the confrontation spectrum, I don't think we think of ourselves as, oh, I love uncertainty、mm-hmm. and I love change. Like, very few human beings feel that way, right? で、確実性は嫌いという人はあまりいない。やっぱりちょっと何かの、あの、So, cultures that have high uncertainty avoidance、uh, obviously don't like uncertainty.、Um, maybe feel more nervous when unexpected things happen or when there's new experiences or novel experiences, maybe have a harder time adjusting.、Um, versus low uncertainty avoidance countries.、Um, That maybe have an easier time embracing new ideas or new things,、um, embracing when rules are changed or when rules are not enforced. 
possibly. Um, mm. That's kind of where those two extremes lie. And so again, I think this one's a little bit tricky, but if you were going to guess what a high uncertainty avoidance, as in uncomfort- most uncomfortable with uncertainty culture is, what, what would be your guesses? ないても大丈夫っていう国はじゃあどこでしょうか。States Things like being comfortable bending rules sometimes mm-hmm. might be a way to, to put that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess with relationships, I hear many Americans. Uh, yeah. 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 He left me on red, you know. Interesting. Uh, yeah. So, like, I can understand Americans don't like to have authority pushed on us or, like, any mm. external rules, mm. but we like to kind of know what's happening in our relationship. ね、ごめんなさい。ちょっと聞いてもらえないですか。本人はもう本当に前もって計画性がないとダメなんです。いや、そう、そう、ジャパンイズ what it is that, that we're trying to say. Yeah. So that's a great, great example of And so to talk about some examples of uh, countries with, you know, low uncertainty avoidance, um, Apparently, Singapore is on the list, which I would not yeah. at all expect because Singapore has a rule for everything in the book. They have a rules for like what breed of dog you can own and、really? rules for, you know, how you, if you want to chew gum and it needs to be from a pharmacy, you know, <laughs> crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but where this often shows up actually sometimes can be more in the business world in the way that these different cultures create their contracts. In that, if you look at contracts、um, in high uncertainty avoidance cultures, will generally be very long. <laughs> very, very long and very, very detailed po- planning for every possible contingency in that contract. で、確実性がないとダメっていう国はやっぱりその契約ビジネスの契約書を見るともうすごく長いです。もうこれとあれとこれとあれと全部リストアップされてますね。But then in cultures that are low uncertainty avoidance, um, 
the thinking is kind of like, well, we can't possibly plan for every possible contingency.、Mm-hmm. We can't put everything into this contract, so we're going to leave it a little bit more ambiguous because things are uncertain. That's okay. So the gap is, yeah, but it's not going to be able to do it. So the gap is, yeah, but it's not going to be able to do it. Uh, so, just to, to give a little more context, so other examples of high uncertainty avoidant cultures besides Japan would also be places like France, Portugal, and Greece, where I've noticed in Japan that everything has instructions on it. You know, like appliances in your home will have, you know, how to use. How to use. <laughs> yeah. えっと、日本以外の国々でその確実性を大事にしている国はフランス、ポルトガル、ギリシャなんですけど日本の場合はあのその説明書例えばその、えっと、自分の家の使っているいろんなものの説明書が非常に細かく書いてあります。And then on the other extreme, besides Singapore, would also be places like Hong Kong and the UK and Sweden tend to be low uncertainty avoidant. Would have more of those. So, I. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. They, so, the gap was Singapore, Dakijanak, Hong Kong, UK, Igris, Sweden. So, very quickly, Jessica, is it okay if I pick your brain really quick? You're, you're there in the front. You're the front row A plus student. Because,、um, Jessica, you are French, which is a high uncertainty avoidance culture, but living in Hong Kong, which is a low uncertainty avoidance culture. Do you feel. I mean, torn do, in two directions <laughs> at any given time. Well, now the problem is you've mentioned contracts, and I'm a lawyer, so <laughs> yeah, this is totally true because French law needs to like, plan everything,、mm-hmm. and Hong Kong law is based on English law and doesn't need to plan for everything. Interesting. So you can't take this out of my mind. But other than this,、um, I don't know. But I mean, Hong Kong is so much, in some ways, similar to both Chinese and Britain.、Mm-hmm. Then I think, yeah, maybe.、Um, and as for certainty,、uh, avoidance of uncertainty, as French, I thought it was just me, but apparently it's all my people. Hong Kong is a very good thing. So, in relationships, particularly polyamorous or non traditional relationships, there's always going to be a bit of uncertainty built into that because if you go on a date with someone, I don't know, anything could happen potentially.、Um, it just, you don't always know how a new relationship is going to play out.、Um, and in polyamory, it kind of pays to be able to roll with the punches, to not necessarily plan for every contingency, because honestly, you're not going to probably always know what's going to happen in polyamorous relationships. でポリアモリーと言いますとあのその複数の関係性を持っているとその確実性がまずないということが基本ですですからそのあじゃあ全部これと割とこれと割とが起こるねっていうことはまあもちろんわからないもうやってみないとわからないことですからちょっとその確実性がなくても
あのそれがない状態になれるっていうことがあのいいかもしれないですね。ポリアモリをやるとしました。And I think it's interesting that you pointed out Americans wanting to be very clear about what's going on in a relationship because I think that is another example of where it's a little bit mismatched within the culture. And I think this is also connected to the doing culture thing as well.、Um, Because I think in American relationships, there's always the point where you sit down to have a talk of like, what are we?、Okay, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? What is this? Yeah. In American I think something that's worth pointing out here is that it's not just about not knowing what's going to happen, because all of us, we don't know necessarily what's going to happen, but it's about knowing what do I do when those things happen.、Mm-hmm. Like, what, how do I respond to it? And I think that's an important difference to think about. でもちろん全部わかるわけないですから、<笑>一番大事っていうのは。何かがあったときにどういうふうに私が反応するのかということが本当に大切です。So、uh, in polyamory, for example, no matter what culture you're from, we don't have much of a script, right? That when we get into a relationship and we get engaged and we get married, we kind of know at least a little bit what steps come next.、Mm-hmm. But when you're doing something non-traditional. You don't always have that script, and that can create you know, anxiety and nervousness, and especially more so if you personally are more uncertainty avoidant. In polyamory, the mainstream is that the mainstream is that あの決まってるからけどオリアモリの場合はそれが全くないですですからあのちょっと不安になるんですねで個人的に自分がちょっと不安的な人だったら余計にそうです And I think that because in so many cultures regardless of whether the culture is You know, uncertainty avoidant or not, that so many people want certainty in their relationships that I think sometimes that's why we see People in all cultures taking part in, you know, secret, non consensual, non monogamy, which is cheating. Because there is something about having. You know, a relationship that at least to everyone who's looking at it seems to be following the same script.、Mm-hmm. That other c- people can feel certainty when they look at your relationship and they know, oh, okay, this is a marriage, or oh, okay, this is boyfriends and girlfriends.、Um, and there's not the uncertainty of like, wait, what? Multiple partners? Wait, what? Who lives with who? Wait, how? Like, how does that work?、Mm-hmm. So let me just clarify.、Mm-hmm. So you mean they're doing it but just not being open about it because it's easier that way? Yeah, I think that's why that happens in many cultures because、okay. we, we really、uh, get drawn to、mm-hmm. certainty in relationships. Okay. Yeah. 
、まあ、複数の人たちと付き合いたいんですけどそれは説明はつかないから、まあ、浮気をした方があの社会的にはもう認められているわけですね。So this is something that we've already seen happening in same-sex relationships. For example, we have a friend who was telling us about、um, a relationship between two men where all their friends knew and everybody was fine, but they were both on different work functions and saw each other while they were at work.、Hmm. And one of the partners just completely ignored the other one because he needed to feel, you know, certain, wanted to feel normal. At work, didn't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable at work.、Uh, but to the other partner, this was really hurtful and actually ended up leading to the end of their relationship because of that. でその職場の周りの人が全部それを分かってたんですけど片っぽの男が、まあ、いわゆる普通でいさかったから無視したわけですその相手をあの職場の中で,ですごくそれが相手が傷つけられて結局別れたんですね。I mean, I feel bad bringing us home on such a depressing story. Well, we've got, we've got the QA at the end. Okay, That's great. That'll bring us back up. Yeah.、Uh, so, obviously, there's, there's a lot to learn here.、Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that we've been talking about tonight is really just the surface. You know, if you really, if you really want to be A plus students,、mm-hmm. go home tonight and Google、uh, Spectrums of Culture, and your mind will be blown, <laughs> I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, all three of us have been doing this podcast for about three years,、mm-hmm. and it's really changed the way that we give advice about relationships. Hi, I'm going to talk about the relationships. I'm going to talk about the relationships. I'm going to talk about the relationships. で私たちはあの3年間ぐらいにこのコードキャストをあのやっているんですけどいろんなことを研究することによってアドバイスの仕方も変わってきました。And so, as we continue to learn about this and talk about this, it's really helped us to open up the spectrum of how we relate to our listeners and how we're able, you know, what kind of advice is actually going to be useful for people. Because as I learned, you know, in my own job, that just telling people the advice that fits for my culture、um, isn't always appropriate. ですから、もうさっきも言ったように、自分の文化の,あの価値観によって、自分のクライアントにアドバイスしても、それはクライアントが異文化の人だったらもう全然通用しないのでいろんなことを研究したことによって本当にもう視野が広げて仕事もあの本当にあの広げてきました。And my favorite thing about all of this is that it also helps us to learn about ourselves.So I don't know, I, I imagine everyone here in this room at least has probably studied another language at least a little bit that's not their own. And I found that for myself, the first time I really started learning another language, I learned so much about English. Because 
I suddenly got to see things that I took for granted, and now I could see. Oh, this isn't always how adjectives work. <laughs> this isn't always how nouns work. で自分もあの外国語を勉強したことによって英語もより深くあの理解することができた例えばその動詞とかあの名詞とか形容詞とかあやっぱりこういうものだったんだっていうことを理解するようになってきた。<laughs> this kind of direct communication or this type of confrontation isn't good, it's just how we do it. So,、um, we're about coming to the end of our time here, and so we wanted to open it up to all of you if you have any questions or anything that you want to talk about.、Um, and this could be anything.、Yeah. It could be just about polyamory,、mm-hmm. or, and it doesn't have to be just about this topic tonight.、Mm-hmm. 何か質問があれば何でもしてください。ポリアモリでもいいですし、他の話題でも全然平気です。We're also going to be hanging out after the show if、um, you're high uncertainty avoidant and、um, <laughs> want to just come talk to us personally. We're totally cool with that too. <laughs> I'm curious as a poly person who is American who moved to Japan, it's really difficult to find community here.、Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, even in the States, but especially in Japan, I always end up being the person who's like the, the token at the party.、Mm-hmm. Oh, let me tell you about this. Uh, but it's nice, of course, to be around people who you can share some common ground with.、Mm-hmm. So, do you have, I mean, you've been doing this for a few years, right? So,、mm-hmm. you have some, you've reached out to people, you maybe、mm-hmm. built some sort of community. Do you have some advice about seeking resources for poly communities? Hi. えー、と自分はアメリカ人でポリアモリーの人なんですけどあの、まあ、日本に来たわけでアメリカでもそうですけど日本は特にそのポリアモリーのコミュニティを探すのがすごく大変ですですからそのコミュニティ作りのアドバイスがあればぜひ皆さんは多分経験があるので教えてください。I know that wasn't helpful.、Um, I mean, because, yeah, I mean, in starting the podcast, in actually, there might be something to that in talking about it openly. We've been really surprised by how many people have just kind of come to the topic, as、mm-hmm. it were.、Um, Mm-hmm. Um, outside of, you know, there's the obvious things like searching for a polyamory meetup group on Facebook or on Meetup, but, you know, usually most poly people have exhausted those options already.、Um, uh, searching slightly outside of that bubble, like to things like LGBTQ friendly communities,、mm-hmm. sex positive communities, Even going further outside of that bubble into like really geeky communities、um, yeah. or into like,、uh, um, especially in the States, like burner communities. Like, there's definitely communities where there's 
overlap mm-hmm. where they're not directly based on what kind of relationships we're doing, but they are spaces that are like really maybe more comfortable or more friendly with non-traditional, non-traditional yeah. lifestyles, as it were. まあ、ポリアモリのコミュニティを探してる人は大体ミートアップですとかフェイスブックグループはもうすでに探してると思うんですけど、その他のコミュニティとコンタクトすることによって、まあちょっと違うんですけど、でもオーバーラップする部分があ
Uh, lesbian that, love. Uh, lesbian love. But that they never used the word love because in their culture at that time, two women could not love each other. That、mm-hmm. was not possible. And so even though we might think of it as love, they wouldn't. But obviously that's changed a little bit as one example. That was a big chunk. Sorry. <laughs> えっと、文化によってはもちろん違うし、時代でもあの違っていきました。例えば、is that in the States or where? No, this was actually in Victorian、uh, England. Victorian England. Yeah. 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 And this question actually reminds me of a very fantastic book that I would recommend to everybody.、Um, on the podcast a few months ago, we interviewed Carrie Jenkins,、mm. who's a philosopher. and... She wrote this book called、uh, What Love Is and What It Could Be.、Um, and she wrote the book in response because she identifies as polyamorous,、mm-hmm. bisexual polyamorous, and someone had told her, Oh, that's not real love, what you're doing. And so, being a philosopher, she went to, Well, what is real love? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was a book. <laughs> あの哲学者の方ですでバイセクシュアルとポリアモリーのアイデンティティを持ってる人ですけどいやそれ愛本当の愛じゃないでしょうっていうふうに言われてじゃあ私が本を書くってことになってそのタイトルは「愛っていうものは何なのか」もしくは「何に、えー、となれるのか」っていうようなタイトルの本をその結果として And that's, if anyone's interested, that's a really fantastic book that examines the ways that we used to define love、mm-hmm. and how that definition has changed now. It's a really beautiful book. That's me, that's me putting the answer off on somebody else. I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to answer this question. あの今の定義とその昔と比べてのあのどういうふうに変更してきたのかっていうことをわかるような本なのでぜひ皆さん読んでみてください。Thank you for that question. Thank you. Yeah. Such a big question. <laughs> Does anyone want to follow up to that huge question? A couple more ago. We've done a monopoly one. It was a while ago. Yeah, as Emily was saying, that、yeah. we did do one quite a while ago, but that actually is on our list of ones to revisit now and do something specifically on. So thank you for, for bringing that up. But you, Emily, you just found the, the monocorn thing. 
There is a Facebook group that if you are monogamous but have a partner who is polyamorous, then it's a kind of, I think, processing group on Facebook for that. And it's called Monocorn, I believe? They call themselves Monocorns. Like unicorn, but monocorn. (laughs) So look that up, because you have to be monogamous, but with someone who is polyamorous to be in the group at all. So, we have a lot of polyamorists here. I bet a lot of us have had different culture relationships over the years. So, love is not culture. So, for you, when it comes to the rollout of um, non-monogamy with your new partner, when I started, uh, it was too quick. Hi, I'm Jesse. I'm a non-monogamous. Like, <laughs> 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 whoa. If, uh, for you, has your experience with one culture or the other culture been very different in mm. introducing non-monogamy to your relationships? Or has it been universal? So, yeah, great question. That was a great question. あの、あの、例えば、どういうふうにするのか、同じようにするのか、もしくはそれ、あの、変えて、あの、違うやり方にするのか、ちょっと皆さんの経験をお願いします。それとも結果がだいぶ違うかどうか。I think to speak from my own experience, I've definitely found I have the very American thing of like, hi, I'm Dee Dee, like, I'm polyamorous. I wrote a book on polyamory. I have a podcast on polyamory. It's kind of unavoidable a little bit. Um, and so for people, like one of my partners is um, is British, is from the UK. It's also relatively... Uh, low direct, context. Yeah, relatively low context in that way. And so for him, it was like, oh, great, awesome. Um when I was dating someone in, like, when I was going on dates in Turkey, for instance, and Turkey's a little bit in the middle of the road with context, um, it was kind of a little bit of a in-between, like, not such a great reaction. Um, and then with people that I've dated in Japan, it's definitely been interesting where, yeah, I can bring it up. Like, I'll usually bring it up maybe on the first date, and then we'll spend three dates not talking about it. And then <laughs> and then maybe we'll talk about it a little bit on the fourth date, and then another three dates not talking about it. So that's kind of how it's been. Sorry, that was a long one. はい、私はあの、ディディで、私はポリアモリスト。私はポリアモリの本を書きました。私、コードキャストもやってる。もうすぐ言う。で、あの、パートナーの一人がイギリス人。わあ、良かったねってすごい反応が良かったんですけど、
I think this question is interesting because even even within one culture, people really cover a range on this. There's some people who feel that by mentioning it upfront, like on a dating profile, for example, right first line, I'm polyamorous. That that eliminates so many options and、mm. doesn't allow people to get to know them first. Whereas other people would say,、uh, by waiting, I might be wasting their time.、Yeah. If for them that's something that's a, a deal breaker, that's no、dumb、deal,、apps. that's dummy. <laughs>、uh, so that that even within one culture, people really have a range on this.、Mm-hmm. Um, What I will say, though, that I have found both in the U.S. and also in dating in other countries is that the reaction might be different depending on their culture. For example, if I'm dating in Russia, I might get. You know that's fucked up. You're doing it wrong because they're a confrontational culture. <laughs> Or if I'm in Japan, it's like ah, so this car, right? Like, it's like oh, interesting.、Um, but that that over time, especially if I have kind of a friend relationship with them, that over time it can in either case. Not feel so threatening to them because they see, oh, you're not a total alien.、Mm. This is just one part of you that's a little different from the rest of the culture. Just like I might have parts of me that are different from the rest of my culture. で例えばまあ相手があんまりそれに対する理解がなかったらまあロシア人だったら例えばえー、あなたはもう変人でしょうってすごい怒ったりするかもしれない。で日本人は、えー、であんまりリアクションは出さないかもしれないでもどっちの場合でもやっぱり時間を経って自分が悪い人ではないっていうことを分かってきたら大丈夫。So we are coming up on、uh, the end of our Talk time right now, but we are going to hang out afterward with all of you. We hope you can all stay, have some drinks,、yes. meet other people, have conversations with us,、um, and you can find out more about us at our website, which is multiamory.com, or on Twitter at multiamory. えっとまあこれを終わりにしたいと思うんですけどあのこれから飲んでるのでぜひ話をしに来てくださいあと multiamory.com というサイトぜひ見てください<笑> Twitter は atmultiamory ですぜひチェックしてください So, for people who want more information for English speakers,、um, my first book was published this year The Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory so you can find that on Amazon or I guess there's no Barnes and Noble here, so、uh, <laughs> on Amazon. Smart Girl's Guide to Polyamory is on Amazon.com. Amazon.co.jp. 
Um, and for the Japanese speakers, um, Fukami Kikue-san, who is here tonight, wrote a book on polyamory, Polyamory uh, Fuksu no Ayo Ikiru, uh, <laughs> that the Japanese speakers can find to get more information on polyamory and non-monogamous relationships. Uh-huh. And uh, we're also we're doing uh, a workshop this coming Monday evening on communication and consent. Um, you can find more information about that uh, on Facebook. If you look for multi-amory workshop, then it should come up. If they search for what? Multi-amory uh, workshop. Workshop. Online. Facebook. On Facebook. On Facebook. Yes. Facebook. Yes. Multi-amory workshop. And also FetLife and Meetup. Yeah. FetLife and Meetup. Uh, we wanted to thank the Tokyo Poly Group, especially the lovely Jesse, um, and our wonderful interpreter, Kimberly. Yeah, thank you, Kimberly. Yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Also, thank you to this amazing venue, Good Heavens, and Paul, thank, thank you, you so Paul. much for all of your house for having us. Feel free to stay here, relax, drink, um, hang order, out. Order some food. Order yeah. some food. It's yeah. great. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And, uh, the shepherd's pie. The shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Shepherd's pie. Yeah. Great. All right. Uh, and uh, thank you, thank, Tokyo. Thank you, Tokyo. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.